What's going on, friends and family? Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Every Day is a Saturday with your host, me, myself, and I, Brian Roof. Hey, guys, another great day, another great interview. I'm really excited for this one. Uh, this dude is no stranger to the show. Have, I've had him on already a couple times, <clears throat> and every time I have him on, he's a hit. Everybody loves to watch his show, love to hear about it because he's still serving our country, doing great things. And uh, we're here to talk a little bit more about, you know, he's uh, from the last time that he was on, he was a staff sergeant. So he got promoted. Now he's a gunnery sergeant. So we're going to talk a little bit about his promotion. We're going to talk about, you know, how life was from going from the drill field, going back into, you know, the fleet. And uh, kind of we're going to talk to him about what he's got going on and what his plans are afterwards. I know he's going to be doing the long haul and uh, retire, but, uh, we're going to go ahead and bring in good old Gunnery Sergeant Cruz Jonas, the Mad Hatter. Let's go ahead. What's up, brother? Hey, what's up, man? What's, what's up? up, man? Hey, I was just watching the intro. I'm like, what's changing here? Yeah, it's fancy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. You know, things have definitely changed, dude, from, I mean, even from the first time that you were on, I mean, we were roughing it. I actually went back and watched one of our episodes and... We're sitting there bumping to no music at the intro where you and I can hear the music, but it never came across. I was like, oh, gosh, man, things have definitely changed and gotten for the better, hopefully, since you've been on. But it's uh, improvement. I love it. Absolutely, brother. That's always a goal of mine, man, is, you know, especially last year when I first started doing podcasting, one of the biggest goals of mine was to try to get make it better every day, no matter what whether it was reaching out to guests, whether it was uh, trying to make an improvement to the show, learning all these different things. So, you know, it's all about learning and, and taking the time to do it, bro. But here we are. Hey, that, that's what we do as Marines, man. We just keep on hooking and jabbing and, hey. It doesn't it stop, takes. dude, right? We just keep on rocking. And, uh, you know, that's one thing about being a Marine. You're always a Marine. You know, I'm, shoot, what? Man, it's almost been damn almost 20 years since I got out. Oh, 2024. Damn. Yeah. Oh, 2004 is when I got out. Good Lord. I just hit boom, bro. Time flies. But I mean, I'm still a damn near, I'm still a Marine, man. I mean, you could ask my <laughs> wife, ask my kids. Uh, you know, you can't get the Marine out of me no matter what. But bro, it's you're funny. sitting here living it day in, day out, man. I mean, uh, how many years are we at right now? Uh, Coming February, we'll be 13. So we're going to be, I know some of you. February. Going, what? February, what? Yeah. Yeah. February 2011, uh, February 14th. So Valentine's Day will hit my crazy, 13. That's crazy, bro, because I'm February 22nd. Was my, <laughs> uh, was my day. When you I know, it's, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that you can't get the brain out of you. I saw this uh, meme on uh, LinkedIn. Um, and it said, like, hey, this is what transition looks like. Uh, the difference between transitioning between the different uh, branches, like the Air Force, once you get out, it takes like maybe like two or three hours, and then you're <laughs> back to being a civilian, right? Uh, the right. Navy, it, it takes like a couple, you know, like four or five or six or seven months, and then you're like back full blown civilian, right? Um, the Army, it takes six to seven years, and then you're like, all right, I'm, I'm a civilian. For the Marine, after you graduate boot camp, like 
your life has changed forever. You, there's no going back at that point. You know, if nothing else, bro, if nothing else, we get worse as time goes on and we get out. I mean, look at me, bro. I'm like totally, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, this, just a little display here and there, you know, I got Marine stuff everywhere. I mean, I think it just gets worse as time goes on as a matter I, of fact. So yeah. People say like, Oh, that's, that's, you know, that's your identity. Like it's not an identity. All right. There's many dimen many dimensions of us. However, that's the most prominent one that you're going to see of all the dimensions of us. Like, and you know, if you're a if father, you're, you know, I'm proud of my identity. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, I, I worked hard to become a Marine. And when I was a Marine, you know, uh, worked hard. And I do, I do got to say though, it's like when you're in, you kind of want to get out, you know? And then when you get out, you're kind of like, oh, damn that, like the, the whole grass isn't greener on the other side, bro. Like kind of is a yep. thing, you know, cause you, you know, once you kind of get into the civilian world, there's a shit ton of re responsibilities that you don't necessarily have in the Marine Corps because the Marine Corps kind of takes some of those responsibilities off of you. Um, but man, you know, I, I gotta say though, you do miss the, 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 the people hanging out with everybody, the camaraderie. I think that's kind of one of the biggest things because yes. a lot of us, when we meet each other, we're from all different walks of life, different States. And then when we get out, man, a lot of us, we go right back to where we, where we came from and uh, it's, it's out of touch, you know? So it, that it's, kind of part sucks. And, you know, talk about transitioning, right? Because we talked about uh, at the, in the beginning, you know, like transitioning being like from a hat going back to the fleet and then just seeing how different, I don't want to say different the fleet is. I don't want to say the fleet ever changes. I think what changes is our perception or how we view the institution when we come back to the fleet and how, you know, we pretty much get spit back out to it. Um, it's it's very different. <laughs> very, very different. Um, yeah, bro. So talk about that because, I mean, you're in the drill field for, what, three years or so? Or? Yes. Yeah. So you're in the drill field for three years. If you're lucky like me, you might get a, catch a break with having quota. I know for myself, it was a little bit more different, the transition, because that last cycle, you know, I didn't have time to do another cycle. So it was like, hey, either you wear a black belt or you take the time off. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go for the time off. So there I am three months sitting in my house, like not doing nothing, you know? So I'm just like purging all the depoisms of my body, uh, getting ready to go back into the fleet. Um, and I will say it's, it's a little bit different uh, going back. People look at you very weirdly. Um, you know, and you have different different views, right? Or I guess different expectations from the people, right? So you have like the higher ups, right? They see you like this ominous, dominant freaking savior that are kind of coming and fix absolutely everything for them. They're like, oh, you just came from the drill field? Oh man, well, you're going to have like all this time off. You know, we got to get you back and enroll and get you spooled up. And, and we're going to give you all these responsibilities. And I'm like, I mean, I get it. <laughs> But right. like overwhelmed like, a little bit. I'm like 30 minutes from checking in and you guys are like telling me like, Hey, I want you to do this, 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 and that. <laughs> like pull your horses. Hi, my name is Sassar Cruz. Right. <laughs> um, 
So you have that, then you have your peer group, right? And it's a little bit different, right? Because they look at you like, oh, you know, I was a recruiter. You're a drill instructor. Oh, I had the harder SDA because I was a recruiter. You had to only follow trade schedule. I had to. I'm like, all right, dude, I get it. But I'm not doing the whole pissing contest and whatever. You probably lie to your kids. They're like, we don't lie anymore. We got the Genesis system, blah, 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 blah. And they get like <laughs> super mad about it. I'm like, all right, dude, it ain't really that deep, whatever. And then you got the youngins, right? The, the junior Marines. And they look at you and they they put like this 30 foot wall between you and them. And, and they're like, kind of like looking at you and they're going to see like, what's the first words that, that, that come out of your mouth. Right. They want to see if you're going to respond to them. Like, Hey, I know it's freaking good morning staff sergeant or some shit, or you're going to be like, Hey, what's up dudes. Hey, my name's Cesar Cruz. Nice to meet you all. Right. They're right. just waiting for that. And, and from there that they're going to gouge. What I found very different uh, going back to the fleet was, um, I guess, how comfortable they, they get, right? Uh, because when I was growing up in the fleet, uh, it was all about following the chain of command, right? Hey, you don't go talk to the sergeant unless you talk to the corporal uh, first. Like, everyone is in the same page, right? Like, everyone knows before you go talk to the staff sergeant to the gunny, right? I have like these PFCs just straight up coming up to me like, hey, I have a question about this. I'm like, does anyone else know about this? No. Did you talk to your sergeants about this? No. I might want to give them a courtesy letter, right? So I think that for me was super weird how uh, kind of relaxed it was that and majorly like a lot of the, the attitudes of the sergeants too as well. So uh, kind of give a context of where I was going to. Uh, before I left the depot, I hit up the monitor. I'm like, hey, man, I'm getting off the drill field. I, I want to get orders to the East Coast because my wife does not want – I didn't obviously didn't tell him, like, uh, I don't want uh, – I want to go to the East Coast because my wife said it. Like, hey, just send me to the East Coast next to point unit. Uh, just send me there. He's like, I got you, fam. I got you. Hey, if it's a dirt that even better, he's like, don't worry, I got the perfect spot for you. I'm like, all right, cool, you know, get some relaxed time, you know, might maybe go hit Kuwait or Spain, something like that. No, bro, you're going to the mute. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyways, we get there. Um, there's another staff sergeant, uh, that he's the division chief. He brings me in, he gives me the whole entire reached me down the whole entire roster of all the guys. Like, all right, man. So we got this kid, and hey, this dude's pending like a sexual assault case right now. So he's done. Uh, this dude, well, his brother shot himself, so he's done. And he just went through a list. And I was like, hold on, Oops. so you're telling me of all your guys, everybody has something. He's like, yeah, pretty much. I'm like, <laughs> bro, you went into right? a house of problems, man. So I was like, all right, cool, like, whatever, right? He's like, all right, I'm going to put you in charge of this this section right here, which is full Charlie Corrosion Control, you know, because there was, like, three three staff sergeants that were all checking it all at the same time. He's like, hey, so that way you can get your feet wet back again, get your qualifications, you know, obviously air wing. Um, and from there you roll, right? And I'm thinking here in my head, like, hold on. 
12 Charlie meets at all the misfits that there is in the squadron, they go over there. So I'm like, so tell me a little bit more of the guys that I have. He's like, all right, well, you, uh, you're going to have a sergeant, two corporals, and, you know, a couple of lances. I'm like, all right, you know, I, I can deal with that, right? So I go, <laughs> this is like first week going there, right? Uh, I go in there and I send like what's going to be my next test, right? And I'm like looking around and I open up the drawers, you know, because this is my space. So I'm like, I open up the drawer. I open up this tub, right? I'm looking at this tub. And I'm like, it's kind of like sticky, right? I'm like, oh, whatever, you know, disgusting. And I flip it and it says anal lube. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Marines, dude. I'm like, what the hell is this? And then my sergeant oh, was like, oh, my bad, bro. You know, because again, it's this whole different change right and he's like oh my bad bro it's mine you know i'm like why do you have it here like he's like well you know sometimes at night you know like when we're on night crew you know you get bored you got some time down so you know i'm like i don't no. understand what i don't understand what you're saying like oh you know you know, i use this for myself i'm like <laughs> <laughs> like what he's like yeah you know i'm like and oh I'm dude like, <laughs> i like look at him and i'm like all right, dude, whatever floats your boat on. Oh, it ain't like that. It's just, you know, I, I just like stuff up there. I'm like. <laughs> Man, Marines, bro. Holy shit, dude. Ain't there like some sort of barrier or something? Like, no. I'm like, all right, whatever. Man, that dude had no shame. There's no, no shame, sh dude. No so, shame. What what rank was he? <clears throat> oh, sergeant, was right? Sergeant. Your sergeant. The sergeant. <laughs> Gosh, damn, bro! I think I think it made PSC. That's cool. I just forgot you did say sergeant. <laughs> I was like, "All right, man." So I'm like, damn. "All right, cool, whatever, right?" Uh, then the following week, um, I come in early in the morning. I noticed one of the cranials was like in the paint shaker, all taped up, and I'm like. And here in the back of my head, like I already know what a tape of cranial is. So, like someone left their cranial somewhere. They taped it up. And I'm like, look at it. I'm like, whose cranial is that? And they're like, oh, it's the sergeant's like, and who did that? And he's like, oh, well, Lance Purple so and so and Lance Purple so and so. And that's where I got heated, bro. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to have the, the drill instructor in me is going to come out. So I tell the sergeant, like, I pull him outside. I'm like, dog, like, really? Like, Marines are playing pranks on you and, and, and making them your cranium balling up and, and messing with your stuff. Like, is that what, what's happening here? It's like, oh yeah, we just do it like to one another. I'm like, yo, bro, no, no, no. That's not going to fly here, dude. Like there has to be wow. like a division. Yeah. Not between... NCO, not to NCO to non NCO stuff, bro. Like, that's right. Relax with that part. There's no respect. Like... Cause when it, when it comes down to time, when you need some shit, you know what so... I mean? They have no respect for you at this level. You got to have that level of respect. I mean, there's time and place to play, but dude, when them fools are just sitting there, ah, it's all good. You know, <laughs> it's all good and everything else. But again, it comes to a piece of, of context, right? And I'm going to explain a little bit more about it. So now I'm seeing like all this stuff and I'm trying to soak it all in, right? Uh, you know, going back to the fleet, you know, the whole like the back, 
back before I left, you know, everyone at least would give you like the proper green, like good morning, or at least like good morning, like what's up, dude? Yeah, like, 100%. You know, at least like a raw, at least. But like, you would have like PFCs just bean mug you, just walk around you. I'm like, do I owe you money, dude? And they're like, what? I'm like, what's up, man? Are you good? You, you good? He's like, yeah, I'm good. Like, you look like very upset. He's like, no, I'm good. This is my normal face. I'm like, all right, cool, man. Like, good morning. He's like, okay. And we'll just walk away. Like, okay, come here, dude. He was like, like mm. I just said good morning to you. Like, proper, oh, oh, proper my, my, greeting, oh, bro. Oh, oh my <laughs> bad. Good, good morning. Yeah, sorry. I'm like, you don't have to be like all proper, dude. Like, just got some good courtesies went away, though, dude. So, and I was pretty slacks. I was just observed, right? The whole OODA loop and just observed. Yeah. Uh, except yeah. for my shop, right? Like my guys, like they already knew that I came from the depot. So there's a lot of stuff that I started like noticing from the get go. I'm like, hey, dude, like I, I saw like one of like Lance Corporal snap at one of the corporals and one of the sergeants. I lost my shit. I'm like, hey, come here. Like, did you just yell at your corporal and your sergeant? Is like, well, I told them that I felt uncomfortable about doing this. And I'm like, and I lost it on this person. And I'm like, Look, I don't fucking care that you're a fucking female. You have a fucking job, all right? They're not telling you anything fucking different. We're about to go on the fucking mute. You are on a flat fucking surface, and you're fucking freaking out. It'll be the fucking last time I ever hear you raising your freaking voice beyond freaking 57 decibels to fucking NCO. Do I make myself clear? And, and she was, like, bawling out, like, oh, I just feel like you got... Like you guys remind me of of, of my dad. I'm like, oh my is gosh. that a good thing or a bad thing? I'm like, my dad abused me. I'm like, all right, I'm not dealing with this shit, dude. Oh boy, I'm not dealing with this shit. Holy um, shit! So there's, I started to understand the concept and the grasp of a lot of the the fears of of the NCOs trying to utilize their powers as an NCO and then gain backfire, gain pushback from the junior Marines. One given like, Hey, they're being more educated. They're pushing back on, you know, what was before like the culture of hazing and everything else. Like it, there's zero tolerance for it now. Right. But now it gets to a point, like it's like, it blurs the line. So now I'm kind of like trying to understand and see like what's going on. Right. So now, like, the, the NCOs are seeing, like, how I'm reacting and seeing, like, there's no pushback anymore for the Marines. They're like, huh. Oh. So then the NCOs were, so can we, they started, like, coming up to you, like, so can we, like, yeah, you can talk to them. You know, you could talk to them. I don't want to say abrasive, but you can be stern with them and not degrade them. Mm -hmm. You can, like, like, you can still be strict and not, like, you can still gain their respect, dude. And what I spent doing the good majority of the time was gain the respect of the guys. And one of the best compliments I ever got being back in the fleet was guys come up to me like, hold on, you were a drone instructor? I'm like, yeah. They never knew. If I don't tell them, they're not going to know. Why? Because I wanted that my merits, my actions, and and they saw me. I would carry toolboxes out there. I would work on the aircraft, uh, and I took care of them, right? Uh, 
And that spoke a lot more than like, oh, he just, you know, was a saucer head. It's come over here, yada, 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 right? Uh, and going back to my sergeant uh, and why he was like that, when I start peeling the onion back, and now because of what I learned in the drill field, right? Because they asked like, what do you learn from the drill field that, you know, you can bring back to the fleet? I can be like, I can now understand the thought process behind why people act the way how they do, right? So for my sergeant, in his case, he was a meritorious corporal. He wasn't a turd. He was a meritorious corporal. And at some certain point uh, that he was the top notch in his game, uh, he got NJP'd because, again, he used his powers as an NCO. Someone disrespected him. And he took it to that next level, right? Yeah. That like, okay, you're not going to disrespect me. And then he got the hammer put down. But the issue was that the hammer kept on getting put down on him and kept on putting down. So what does the Marine have to do now at that point? At that point, he says like, and I still remember him crying. Like he's balled up in tears. He was going through issues with his family, right? Uh, stuff with his 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 only kid his only kid's about to leave to go to japan right so he's not going to be able to see the kid anymore uh he wasn't getting the support from the command so at that point what does it matter like what does it matter me to follow all rules regulations do this and do that that when i'm asking help you all turn your backs on me don't don't do anything. And then when I have this situation and all this other stuff is festered in this one exact certain point and blows up, you all drop the hammer on me. So why should I fucking care? So that double-edged sword there. Yeah. Yeah. So now that I received that Marine, right. And now I'm kind of like peeling the onion back, understanding what's the thought process, right? Because everyone... He kept on telling me, like, no, I, you know, I have a foot locker full of, of red, ja uh, red jackets and everything else, you know, of all the awards I got, LOIs and everything else. I'm like, so you tell me all this, but where's it at? Because I don't see it. But when I pull the onion back, I see it all. I'm like, damn, man, you know. Uh, Sometimes with that meritorious promotion, though, bro, like the maturity level isn't, they're not ready for that that to that responsibility that billet that they're growing into you know what i mean sometimes you know and and if they've been surrounded by bad ncos and were kind of brought up by bad ncos they're already going into and where they're a little power hungry when they get that meritorious shit now they're now they're sitting there in charge of guys they used to be lance coolies with or ps you know and they grew up in the same unit um so it is a meritorious promotion is tricky. And if they're yes. not, if they're not, if they're not kind of educated right and put into like the NCO courses and all that stuff right up rip front, man, they're gonna they're gonna have this time of where they're just gonna be out there spouting away, fucking taking their control too far. And that's where yes. that's sometimes what happens with NCOs, and that's when the NCOs lose their respect is they take their authority and go too far. Like sit there hovering over a piece of trash. Hey, PFC, come here and pick this up. Like, hey, bro, you're degrading the guy now. You know what I mean? Like, 
there's a better way of handling that. Don't just stand over the trash and make him pick it up as you stand over it. I mean, come on. That's, you know, that, that and, kind of stuff, you lose respect, you know? And it, it was kind of tricky, right? Because from the outside, right, they would see me talking to, uh, I, dude, I was hard on my sergeant. Out of everyone, I was super hard on him. Yeah. Super, I would just be grinding wide because I knew if everyone that told me like he we used to be good, I wanted that to bring that. So I was just on him constantly. I wasn't on the last focus. I didn't need to be on the last focus, right? Uh, I needed to be hard on him. Um, and at the point, like there was other sergeants that would come up to me. They were like, hey, Stan, can I kind of talk to you? Hey, you know, I see this. I feel like it, because they didn't, they didn't see the big picture, right? They would see like the small little instances, right? The stuff that you know, usually Marines talk about, like, oh, well, this is toxic, or blah blah blah, leadership toxic. I saw this, I saw that. Like, no, you don't take the full context, and when you don't take the full context, like, hey, he's getting blasted because he was told this, this, and this, and this is what affected this, and now I'm doing what this bigger picture is. Because he failed to do X, Y, and Z. And now we're dealing with A, B, C of the next chapter uh, because of cause of X, Y, and Z, which, you know, if he would have done this, then obviously this, all this other mess would have happened. So, um, so there was a lot of that. There was a lot of the uh, junior guys, um, I don't know. It, it, it was just a lot of junior guys. I'm not sure if it's because of the fourth phase model. I'm not sure if it's because of, and I want to say it's a fourth phase model. I do want to say like at some point during their pipeline, COVID, that whole entire pipeline until they get to the fleet, there's something lost there, right? Uh, I see a lot from the guys coming from the schoolhouse. Like, I get one or two, or they're like extremely timid, or they're extremely confident, and just you know, you're just too blatantly like disrespectful, right? And I will be honest, I prefer having like the blatantly disrespectful one than the very timid one. It's a lot easier to mold the blatant disrespectful one than molding uh, the very timid one. I don't know why. I just find it, it's a lot easier to groom because it's like, okay, these are your motivations and this is how I'm going to get you to do what I need you to do. And actually they become really high, well, good freaking performers. The timid ones is like, dude, I'm pulling teeth with you, dude. So um, it, it was definitely a transition, not too hard, but going straight to what I was used to, to like, okay, this is a whole different spectrum of, I'm not sure if it's an East Coast thing, like, hey, there's not much to do, so we're all just going to get in trouble. Um, a lot of baby mama issues, a lot of baby mama issues. Um, it was just very different. So now going in, you were, you when you went back into the fleet, you were a staff sergeant. Uh, uh -huh. Since then, you now have picked up Gunnery Sergeant. Now, let's go ahead. We're going to kind of show everybody a little bit of uh, some pictures from that. We'll see how good we can get it to look. Let's see if I can turn off the volume so that way we don't get hit on no uh, 
don't know if we're going to get hit on. Okay, we'll just put it on and see what did they say. Do you hear the sound on it now or no? Nope, no, no sound. So, um, yep, that so yeah, talk a, about this, man. So that was, uh, I'm going to be honest, uh, I did not expect uh, to be selected, to be honest. I was not even expecting to get looked at this year. <laughs> so 2023 and, and some of the people that are very close to me, like uh, Gunnar Vance Goys, uh, Nick, uh, they know like 2023 was a little bit rough. Uh, one dealing with coming back from the tournament. Everybody knows coming back from the tournament. There's a lot of people that are about to PCS or EAS, and so we're having those two factors. In addition, like you know how whenever you come back from the tournament, you are the the bottom of the totem pole for the monitor. So they're not going to send you experienced guys. So now you're losing a whole bunch of guys that you just went with the deployment with that you've you've gained this relationship with them. So, you know, there's a point of loss or grievance, right? Yeah, they left the Marine Corps. It's not like they, they died, but you still grieve them regardless because it's not like going back to like, oh, my boys, right? That was like, there's one less person there. Uh, I know that we don't talk about that or we try not to accept it. We're like, ah, whatever, right? So you have that. Uh, we're going through what's called the inspection season, which we have major inspections going through. Um, and, and you don't have people fill up the gaps of the people that are leaving. So it's becoming more stressful as uh, there's stuff going within the Osprey community that uh, not going to talk about them, um, but are impacting um, how we do our day-to-day -day stuff which is um, creates more pressure to our personal life, if that makes family life and whatnot. Um, so having prepping for inspections, being a program manager, a program manager, prepping for all that, having uh, deal with Marines leaving. Hey, by the way, we want you to run a, a Lance Corporal seminar hey, by the way, we want you to run a corporal's course. I'm like, hey, I need to prepare for these inspections that are coming up because I don't want to get fired because I didn't take care of this. Like, well, we also need you to do this because you have the experience to do it. I'm like, uh, hey, you were a drill circuit. You got it. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm doing that. Plus, I got my, I'm working on my master's degree too. So I got classes to deal with too. Oh, oh, by the way, we got these retirement ceremonies going through. So we need you to help out with this. So. Uh, there's so many things all happening at once and you're just overwhelmed. And it's like, oh, by the way, the message just came out. Hey, guess what? Uh, you're getting looked at this year. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, hey, usually in my MOS, people don't get selected or they don't get looked at until they hit their 15, 16 year mark. So over here, I'm like looking at myself like, I've only been a staff sergeant for like, four years and I'm getting looked at this year. Like I'm like super shocked. Right. And so I'm over here, like looking at my stuff, making sure I'm good. I still have a picture of when I was a sergeant. They're like, 
hey, you need to update that picture. I'm like, it's not required. Like, oh, I, I would do that. So I'm like, I'm not going to go, like, go willy-nilly in it and, and stress out about it because I'm probably going to get passed over this year anyways because it's, like, what I've seen usually, like, around me. And a lot of the people that grew up left the Marine Corps 20 years at as a staff sergeant. So here I'm, like, thinking to myself, like, I, I don't think I'm going to look uh, – or I'm going to get passed over this year, right? That's why I thought to myself. Um, and I still remember it was, I want to say it was July or June. It was June. Uh, everybody's like looking at the messages and still wouldn't come out, still didn't come out. And then my old, I received a phone call and I was like balls deep working on my program. I received a phone call from my old star major, and he's like, hey, man, congrats. I'm like, what do you mean, congrats? Congrats on what? He's like, hey, congrats, you got selected. I'm like, you're fucking with me. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like going over here on Marine Talk Hill uh, and looking, and I'm like, there's no <laughs> message here. He's like, no, nah, man, I got I got the list. Uh, and I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, dude. I'm like, uh, I, dude, uh, I thought I was about to pass. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, this can't be, this can't be. Uh, so I go running right to the next office, uh, where my master guns is. I look at the master guns like, yo, he's like, Hey, I just saw the message right now. Congrats. So we hug each other and I'm like super excited and like, I'm like shaking. I can't like, I, I don't know what to do. Right. <laughs> and then, so I go run up to one of my boys. He's like, Hey man, did Sergeant Major call you? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, uh, Hey, just call Sergeant Major, see if you got selected. So he calls our old Sergeant Major and he's like, Yeah, your name's down on the list. So he's like, he like hangs up the phone. He's like, Oh, fuck the shit. Blah, blah, blah. He's like super pissed off. I'm like, All right, I probably should not tell no one about the news. All right. But at that point, like everyone now is like receiving phone calls from their Sergeant Majors, everything else before the official message hits. Um, so. I'm over here, like, still thinking to my head, like, I, I still cannot process this, right? I'm still trying to, like, process it, like, how did this happen? Like, I got selected on the first look. I guess going on the drill field did freaking have its dividends, right? Um, and uh, seeing a lot of, it was only two of us in our unit that got selected. And there was at least, like, I want to say, like, nine or ten staff and COs or nine or ten staff sergeants that were going to get looked at and only two of us got selected. I was like, it was a giant relief. Uh, and then as soon as the message came out, I started looking up and down the list and seeing like all the boys that we went on the drill field together. Uh, we all got selected. I was like, that's awesome. So we were just like calling each other. I called my old first sergeant from back from the depot. He was like super happy. And then my current sergeant major that I have, uh, he calls me like at 10 p.m., sends a text message like, hey, I just want to send a message out. Congrats. I'm like, man, we know about this like 14 hours ago. He sent us a message right now. <laughs> um, it was crazy uh, seeing the reaction to from the junior Marines because uh, they're like, hell yeah, like this is awesome because you've been working your butt off and everything else. Uh, so it was a really good feeling. Um I will say for my promotion, though, I was a little bit sour um, 
because at the time I was doing a transition from being the Air France division chief to go into quality assurance. And for my promotion, uh, the guys that didn't show up were my own junior Marines. Like none of them showed mm -hmm. up because the yeah. current division chief was like, well, we need to work on this aircraft, the mission, blah, blah. So none of them could make it. Uh, but I already knew from my junior Marines or what used to be my junior Marines, like the guys that wound up playing with me, they were a little bit sour too that they were not afforded the opportunity to go to the promotion. So I already knew in their hearts and minds they wanted to go. So uh, it was kind of like bittersweet, but there was like other shops that went entirely over there. And I was like, all right, dude, that's like mad respect that you the whole entire shop. That they're not like underneath me, but they still went and they volunteered to go. Like they were like, yeah, we want to go to Marisart Cruises uh, promotion. So it was pretty dope. Uh, it was pretty dope seeing a lot of uh, friends uh, also show up outside the unit. My old Sergeant Major showed up. Um, Sergeant Major um, Pearson, that she was the old Sergeant Major for 204. She also showed up. A couple of civilian dudes that I've worked with as a SAS Sergeant, uh, they also showed up. So it was pretty cool, man. It was a it was a pretty dope promotion. It was just that piece of like not having my junior guys there, you know, I kind of felt like, because at the end of the day, like, yeah, I get the promotion, but it's never about me, dude. Like, I would never get the promotion of being a gunny unless it wasn't for my for my sergeants, my corporals, my lances. Like, because at the end of the day, that's what that promotion means. It's like, it's all their hard work also as well, right? Because I can't do everything by myself. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so dude, you know, um I've known you probably now, you know, through social media, probably a couple years or so. So I, I've had the opportunity and I've, you know, whenever you're live or something, I try to join you live. You know, I've kind of gotten to know you, bro. And um I gotta say, I've had nothing but the utmost respect for you and, and your growth. But you know, like it takes a certain individual in the world to do what you're doing, you know, and 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 why I say that is because the Marine Corps is 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 hard. I know that. You know, I only did four years, you know, because my ass couldn't hack another four. You know what I mean? So um, you've made a life out of it. You have a family. You went and worked and worked hard to get your master's degree. You, you fucking hit the drill field, did boot camp probably like nine times <laughs> or more. Um, yeah. You know, uh, get into the fleet, bro, and, and you know, get put in bad situations. Able to turn things around. You have a good head on your shoulder, dude. You're, you you lead by example. Um, you know, tell tell everybody kind of what does it take, bro? Like to do what you do, man, and to 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 be committed and 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 to have a good head on your shoulder each and every day, bro, and get up and go do what you do because. I mean, uh, uh, there's a lot of people that can't do it, dog. There's just, you know what I mean? Like I said, I, four years was a lot for me. But for, you know, for someone to make a, a lifetime and a career out of it, there's a commitment and a dedication that a lot of people have no effing clue about. Um, I think it's really going to depend on the perception, maturity, 
uh, level two. There's so much that involves to it, right? And I want to say that my journey where I'm at right now started when I was like 11 years old, right? You know, people see my life journey, I want to say, starts when my mom died, right? Why? Because I had to learn a lot of hardships and learn how to be a little man really, really quick because my dad wasn't around, right? He had to work. He had to maintain. He was the sole provider. He just lost his wife of 20 years, and now he's stuck with this 11-year-old in this whole-ass different country, right? I just moved to Puerto Rico. I had no idea of the language, so I had to learn a whole different language. So I'm going bullied at, at school, trying to learn a whole different language and everything else. So I'm looking at all these hardships right now. And some people might say, like, some people might dwell on, like, the loss of a parent or something. But if it weren't – I was kind of, like, talking about this yesterday. Um, if it weren't – for that specific moment, I probably wouldn't have my kids. I probably have not met, would have met my wife. I probably would have not been the uh, an instrument to for 389 civilians to transform to become Marines. I would have not had the influence of thousands and thousands of recruits that went through the classes and, and heard me talk about, you know, if you fuck with our ships, we're going to fuck you up or T triple C or whatnot. Uh, the impact that I've had on, on all the brains, right. As it goes back to that pivotal moment, right. Of my mother's death, right. That has transformed me and move on. Right. My dad's suicide, right. That also is a, big change into it right and moving forward uh and then obviously the the most pivotal point of what made me go join the marines right me being you know obese you know fat as fuck and going to the army office and the army recruiter laughing to my face and telling me like nah we don't want you it's like all right dude well guess what fuck you dude i'm going to do this my way so you know what I'm not going to join the army. Now I'm not going to become a Marine. I'm going to be the one that also makes Marines. So um, I think between like all the hardships, I know like my first four years, I, I wasn't going to do more, dude. I, I wasn't contemplating on making the Marine Corps career. But mm-hmm. being on my... Um, 2015, my daughter suffered of a really weird, uh, really rare encephalitis called anti-NMDA receptor encephalitis. And she almost died in my arms, dude. Um, and if it weren't for Gunner Sergeant Clint Hiller, if it weren't for him and his leadership, and actually giving a shit, giving a shit, going every day to the hospital, checking on me and my kid every day, I was in the hospital for two months, dude. Do you imagine a staff and CO going every day to the hospital? 40 miles. Wow. Every day, because uh, that was in Radius Children's Hospital, and we're stationed in Pendleton. So every day, back and forward. 
just to go check up on your movies. Traffic and shit too, man. Yeah, on the five. So yeah, bro. When you take that and you and you feel like, damn, this dude really cared for me, right? Like Gunny cares for me. Um, and that's all that it is, man. Because if you think about it, what does the Marine have to offer you? What does the Marine Corps have to offer you? There's not an amount of money that you can offer to these guys that will make them say it. I promise you that. You have, like, for example, all these shortages that are going outside in the industry, right? Uh, you can even see the articles for Boeing, Airbus, like, hey, we don't have enough people uh, for what we want to do. We don't have the skill, the skill set. Guess where they're pouching them from? They're, they're taking them from um, – hold on. I'm trying to charge this a little bit. All right. Yes. Um, they're taking it from our guys. So regardless if the Marine Corps says, like, hey, I'm going to give you $100,000 for, for you to re-op, Boeing's going to come and be like, hey, bro, I'll give you two hundred grand a year. I'm going to pay you moving expenses and everything else. So what the Marines say, like, deuces, I'm out. Hold on. No PFT? No weigh-ins? I don't have to do all this other stuff? What? No cyber awareness I got to do yearly? I'm out, right? Um, so when you have the commandant that says, like, Marines are here for the intangibles and to be a Marine is because, quite frankly, it's, it's the truth. Like, you only stick around because you want to be a Marine. There's no other reason because there's not an amount of fixing of the barracks that you can do. And I'm not saying, like, that doesn't help or influence. It does. But regardless, if your heart is set to you to leave the organization, you're going to bounce. The only reason you want to stay in is because you want to be a Marine. The only reason why I stayed in, I love being a Marine. And the first three units where I had really bad leadership, I did. I wanted to be different. I wanted to change that. And when I finally had the opportunity this year, 2023, had the year to make that big difference where I had uh, the short time that I had as a division chief. I think I was like for like four or five months before they moved me. Uh, I was able to make two CDQARs. I was able to get one guy meritorious promoted to corporal, one guy meritorious promoted to sergeant, uh, one NAM, and then uh, what, three circoms uh, or four circoms, right? And every promise that I told my guys, like, hey, you want to go to school? I got you, bro. I'm going to send you to all the schools you want. That's what you want? I'm going to send you. You want this? And I kept every single one of my, the words I said to my guys, I kept it. And all my junior Marines, they, they know that. They know that for a fact. They're like, hey, they can say whatever they want to say about you. However, uh, one thing like there's undeniable is that any word that you said that you were going to keep, like you kept your promises to us. And that, that means a lot because that, that's what you're telling the Marines. Like, we care for you. If you just only care for the Marines, they're going to stick around. The, the problem is, and it's like one of the, the heartaches that I felt the most being back in the fleet is having shitty ass freaking peers. And it sucks, man. It sucks having shitty ass freaking peers that they don't care. Um, they, they're like, whatever, you know, I'm just doing me. Um, it's like, dude, like you're a staff sergeant, dude. You're a gunny, dude. Like, how do you not care? He's like, 
it's not my problem, not my responsibility. I'm like, well, it's not my problem, not my responsibility, but I'm still, you know, do the little extra mile, dude. Because at the end of the day, that's what the guys see, like you putting in the extra mile. So, yeah, <laughs> I'll get a whole ass soap opera about that or soapbox. Um, but going back to the original uh, question, what does it take to stay in? It's just be passionate and caring, man. That's what it comes down to it. being passionate, caring, because at the end of the day, like if you don't care, then everything just falls apart. Yeah, and I mean, it's it, I got to imagine too, bro, like you got to find your uh, life balance, you know, because you were going to school and had a family and the Marine Corps. And, you know, the Marine Corps kind of had a saying, you know, like, hey, if they wanted you to have a family, they would have issued you one type thing, you know what I mean? So um, how, do, how do you manage the life balance, bro? Um. I'll be honest. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I think a lot of it has to deal with one of my good friends that retired. Uh, Sergeant Thomas retired. Uh, Andy, how I call him, he used to be my neighbor uh, back in Townsend. Um, he was like my neighbor for a good four, five, six years. But one of the things he's always mentioned was like invest, invest in your wife, invest in your wife, invest in your wife. I'm like. I don't get it, you know, because it's it's my benefits. Like, why is it investing your wife? He's like, because you're investing in your future, right? So that kind of like clicked on me, like the future, right? And now what my wife says, like, hey, what are we doing for retirement? I'm like, dog, I got 10 years left. He's like, nope, plan retirement. She so said like more than 25 times. And now I start thinking about it like I should plan about retirement. I should start doing my master's degree. Hey, I want to start my own business. I should probably start doing that right now. I should start thinking about other different stuff. So coming back to the fleet, uh, after the deployment, I start looking at all the other stuff, right? Because usually like when do you start doing your the the guys that are about to get out, they start doing their stuff for their VA and everything else. Six months before I get out. Oh, I want to go check on my knee. I want to check on my lower back. I want to check on this. Like, like, but how long has this been hurting for? Oh, for a couple of years. So why not start the process now? And now you build up a big paperwork. So by the time you get out, right here, 20 years, hey, you have that ready. You have substantial information. There's not without a doubt that they can say like it's not service related. Oh no, it's it's there. <laughs> it's very service related. And it's important, right? dude. I mean, uh, you know, they try to, I mean, at least when I was in, bro, they never, if you want a sick call or some shit for something, you like, you better have a real good reason, bro. Like, there was just, you know, so that was kind of one of those things, too. You got to be careful and take care of your body. You know, you yeah. ain't going to be no good to the Marine Corps or to anybody else later on in the life if you don't take care of yourself. Yep. And it is important to do, you know, when you, when you have those problems to go take care of it, if, you know, especially you're going to have a life after the Marines, no matter what, you know, you're, you're, the Marine Corps has even an age limit that you can only hit too, you know, before you get your ass out of there, you get too old. So you do have life after. So you got to make sure that you're preparing yourself because I could, I could only account for myself. And when I got out, Yeah. The struggle is real, man. You got to go there and prove everything to them. 
you know, and the more paper trail that you got while you're in, the less they can sit there and challenge you on being service related. It's like, hey, bro, I mean, I got a documentation this thick. You, you're going to tell me it's not service related for real? Yeah. So, you know, we go back to that, you know, I guess like the theme of this podcast, right, is, is like transitioning, right? So going back to the fleet, um, one of the first things that I was invited to was the Reverend Warrior Silky Height, right? My a friend of mine, Alexandra, which was on TikTok, like, hey, there's going to be a Silky Height in Wilmington. You want to join up? I'm like, uh, I'm not sure. You know, I don't know how I feel about meeting strangers uh, that I met through social media. Like, no, it's going to be a good time. Just come, right? I went to the first one. I absolutely loved it, right? I didn't socialize that much with a lot of people. But then I went to the second one, which, you know, I didn't know no one, but I enjoyed so much the first one that I went to the second one. I got to talk a little, little bit with, with the people that were there, right? They're all veterans. Um, and then I went to the third one. I got to talk a little bit more with the veterans that were there, right? I got to meet uh, Kyle. I got to meet Matt, you know, and then I get to, you know, hear some of the stories that the veterans were talking about too. And they would ask me questions about the fleet, right? Kind of like similar to... You know, the audience is like, hey, what's the fleet like now? And I went, I want to say that by my fourth one, I was now going up and down and asking questions, mingling and sharing stories and everything else. And I just keep on hearing like, hey, how hard is it to transition and transition here? And it, it just, it just kept on pinging me. Right. So I got between my wife telling me like, hey, start planning retirement and hey, transition is hard. And all this other stuff, right? Uh, I'm like, okay, I need to start planning of what I want to do. And then I have my wife that now she finished her, she finished uh, last year her second master's degree uh, and she's working for a firm. She's like, hey, I'm going to start doing my own stuff and starting my own firm. So she just jumped straight into it, right? And created her own firm, Um and I'm like over here, like, all right, cool. And she's like, hey, I need you to help me with the firm. I'm like, all right, what do you need me to help you with? You're going to be my marketing person because you understand social media. I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. So now, uh, you know, I, I call one of my well, my boys, which is you Matt, invested you know? so much into her now. She's the CEO. I'm like, you are the marketer. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I hit my boy, Matt. And he's like, hey, man, uh, uh, we have this thing called the Veterans Business Collective. You should come over here. And I get over there and you have all these different business owners there, small business owners that are all veterans. I'm like, okay, this is really cool. I did not know that this existed. And at that moment, my bubble popped. I came to the realization, like, I live in a bubble in the military. We live in a bubble. We don't not know anything that's outside of this, right? So right. I went to that. And then they, I had another one of the guys that uh, he actually, I remember, like, me and him kind of, like, went into the debate on, uh, on one of my comment section. And then he sees me. And he's like, you're doing so bad. And I'm like, Ah, yes, I am. So we started talking, and then so he invited me to go to the American Legion to one of the meetings. So I go over there, and then I see this other guy called DW. He's talking about all this stuff with Congress going on, 
and how it's impacting the veterans. And I'm like, hold on, what? Hold on, they're trying to do what? Hold on, I didn't have zero clue about what's going on. So my whole bubble is kind of popped. And I'm like, I've just been living in this really surreal life. And that's where I felt this need, like, okay, I need to diversify myself. It cannot be only sold all Marine Corps. Like, I need to start uh, expanding my, my, my horizons and not just only be like, okay, I want to do this, PMB, run faster, get my black belt and all this stuff. Like, no, I need to start being over, over round, a well-rounded Marine also with the local community, which is the, the missing part. So now I started getting involved with the American Legion. I started getting involved with the Vet Business Collective. Uh, this past year, we started also getting, uh, my wife pulled me back to church. And now we got like very, very, very involved on that too and helping it grow too. So pretty much it's like, hey, I've been popped from the bubble and now I'm coming to realize like, how important it is to have the mindset like, hey, we do have an expiration date and we need to start doing all this stuff. So kind of like, how do I manage my time? I really don't know. <laughs> uh, but as I come become more woke, I'll use the term woke or more alert or more aware of, of what's going on right now with, you know, the local community what's happening with the country and and everything else i feel the need like hey i need to divide my time appropriately so that way once i'm in this situation i am prepared and that's the only thing that I, I'm, I'm i'm on my prep time right now right well now man i mean you, you got yourself a you know it's good having a plan at least you're you're well adverse because that's one thing I think about the four-year Marines is that they don't have no other chance but just to think Marine Corps, right? I mean, as you start to gain rank and stuff like that, and you start to get in there, you start to see other – and you, you get more matured and everything else, I'm sure, as well goes with it as well. And you're starting to see other guys who gotten out of your buddies, and they probably start talking to you, hey, bro. You know, like before you get out, bro, you should do this because uh, we're struggling over here. So, you know, at least you're um, able to kind of get yourself going now. So that way you're not struggling when you get out or whatever. But I mean, you know, dude, 20 years is is, is respectful, you know, and, well, and are you going to go past 20 or are you going to do the 20? I, it's, again, just, you just I it's all circumstantial. It's it's all circumstantial, right? Um, right? Because like right now, I'm going to finish my master's degree, right? So right now, with the amount of experience I have in aviation plus a master's degree, I am pretty well competitive to go out there to work in the industry. I can also say like, hey, I want to do a part-time job, which I already reached out to Emily Riddle. Like, hey, the Marine Corps and the Navy has this thing called the Naval Community College which is to give classes for an associate's degree uh, with a partnership with Embry-Riddle uh, to give an associate's degree for aviation maintenance. I'm like, well, you know, I already speak sailor Marine. So if I can give a class on the same material that A, I have the experience, B, I have the degree in, 
what better candidate than you have for that? Um, and, you know, like, it's just, it just becomes, um, I don't know, man. Uh, I've almost lost my train of thought right now. When, when you kind of think about it in, in that aspect, man, like you don't know what happens. Like I got this promotion at 12 years, so it's unexpected. So people are asking me like, what are you going to do, dude? Are you going to put F4M? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> right. Um, 12 year gunny, dude. That's uh, not bad though, too. I mean, honestly, no. for sure, dude. I mean, uh, I can mean, damn dude, you could definitely get up there. I mean, you could, there's some room for you to get up to like first sergeant or so. Yeah. So it's, it's again, like, I, I don't know. Right. I, I talked to with my wife, like, Hey, what do you think about, you know, 23 years? What do you think about the 25? What do you think about the 30? <laughs> yeah. You know? And then she's like, Hey, what do you think about this business that I'm making for us? I'm like, Oh, oh sorry about that. So again, it's, you know, and right now, um, we were talking a little bit offline, you know, like there's this opportunity, right? Like, again, we're here on social media and a, a lot of us content creators that kind of like understand how the algorithms work and everything else. Uh, there's, there's an opportunity for people that don't really know how it works. Right. And they're reaching out like, Hey, can you help me build it? You know, and there's, there's another business opportunity there also as well. So it's, uh, Honestly, I, I couldn't tell you what the what the future brings, right? At this point, it's like, hey, I'm going wherever the wherever the flow goes, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm trying not to force absolutely nothing. I still have many many years to decide, but at this moment in time, as I was saying, I'm in my prep time, and I'm just trying to equip myself with a lots and lots of tools, so that way, once I get to that point. I can find like what, what I'm able to do. But at this point I want to start building something uh, for myself. Uh, so that way when I go transition out, because I already know I'm going to have a rough time when I transition out. I love way too much the Marine Corps that I, <laughs> I feel that if I don't have a plan or a set, that I'm going to be like those old start majors that, you know, get out of the Marine Corps and like three months later, they suffer a heart attack and they end up dying, yeah. you know, because they miss it. Right. Um, right. And that's how I kind of like, and I, that's like one, one of the other reasons why I'm starting to do a lot of the movement. Cause I see, I talk with a lot of like higher ups and I ask them like, Hey, what are you doing, man? Like, are you studying? And they're like, no. And associate at least like, Oh, I'm going to start college now. I'm like, bro, you spent 19 years you spent 19 years in the Marine Corps. You've had TA. You had like all these other different opportunities and you haven't done nothing. Have you started your own business? Nope. Have you considered doing anything? Nope. So, you know, uh, what are we doing, dog? Like your life is about to like change drastically in the next like seven, eight months. And now you're scrambling to try to figure it out. Right. Um, and it goes back to like what I tell my guys, right? And this is why I'm trying to change the mentality now. I tell my guys like, hey, the first four years, give it to the Marine Corps. By all means, give it to the Marine Corps. Where they ask you, do it. All right. Yeah. What I ask of you is 
I would ask of you to do eight years. Why? You get a good taste of what the institution is about, right? You get an opportunity to go to a different unit because a lot of the people that say they have a bad flavor of what the Marine Corps is, is because they spent their time in one unit, right? right? And it was probably you had like that one or two uh, bad staff and COs or commanding officer or immature commanding officer and you had a bad flavor for it. So yeah. now you look at the Marine Corps like it's all bad when it's probably only two people that made the whole entire institution look bad. Yeah. Right. And, you know, so, the other thing is, too, about that four year mark, you usually are about NCO, you know, if you can hit it about that three year mark, two year mark and things. The Marine Corps does change once you kind of get NCO. You know, it does it does change to a level of it's not so as you're in the suck, you know. Um, now you're in ch- charge of the suck. And, you know, if the suck ain't being properly charged, you're getting your ass chewed next. But, I mean, I, I know it's kind of crazy because right as I was getting ready to get out, bro, I, I spent a lot of my time just wanting to get out, you know. And then all of a sudden, even after deploying and everything, coming back and, and going in and talking to the career jammer that last time before you, you know, check out, um, I, I really contemplated. I was like, at that point in time, I was like, I, is, am I really second guessing getting out? I didn't think that would happen, but I really did, you know, because. There's always that fear of the unknown too. Once you get out, bro, because like when you're in the military, you get that that biweekly check. You know how much it's gonna be. Um, you know, you get food. You know, you get cost of living, all that stuff. You know, it's it, there's a there's a there's a level of security there that you that you kind of worried about when you you don't have anymore when you get out. Mm-hmm. And and that's like kind of like one of the things that I talk to a lot of the guys right now when they're they're able to re-up, right? So I told him, like, hey, the first four years, give it to the Marine Corps. The mm-hmm. other four years, right, this next enlistment, I want to do it for you. What do I mean to do it for you? Go to school, all right? I don't care what you go to school for. Go to school, right? right? Uh, if you want to change units, change units, dude. Go to a different place. You're only going to grow as long as you move somewhere, all right? Staying here, you're going to remain stagnant. You're not going to learn nothing. You're not going to learn a different perspective. Don't be right? afraid of change. You know, Just sometimes change, change is good. So I had three, two dudes to actually do that. Uh, I still remember <laughs> we were doing the go away for one of the gunnies, and this dude was dead set to get out. He was dead set, and he was like hammered. And uh, at this time, it was like me and, and my wife were talking about like trying to create the business. And then he looks at me. He's like, "Staff sergeant, like." I'm getting the fuck out of the Marine Corps because I want to make money. I want to get a different tax bracket. All he would talk about tax brackets. Obviously, you know, you talk about taxes. My wife is going to be like, money? Yeah. She goes over (laughs) there, right? You know, she talks accounting all the time. So talking with him, he's like, and my wife is just poking holes to his freaking plan. Like, how are you going to make money? And this and that. And and yada, yada, yada. So I was able to sit down with him like, hey, dude here's the deal man like you have all these plans but you're going to go back to where tennessee and and do what like why don't you do all the stuff now and save all that stuff up for later for bigger plans don't think about the now think how you could set yourself up later down the road 
So this is what you need to do. You need to do this. So change units uh, with, uh, uh, go to a non-deployable unit, start your school, and at the end of your term, you're either going to be towards the end of your school or you're going to have a bachelor's degree and you're going to have a, a different view. At that point, you can make a sound decision if you want to get out or stay in. But guess what? I'm going to tell you right now, at that eight-year mark, you're probably going to pick up staff. And he's like, all right, I'm going to give, I'm going to give it a go, all right? So he re-enlisted. So he's giving it to try. He's giving it to go. He's doing really well. I got another guy. He just did the same thing. I had another guy, uh, and he was on the fence. Sadly enough, he took too long to submit his re-enlistment package, and the Marine Corps told him no. And I told him, I looked at him, and I was like, well, you can't be mad, dude. Like, I was going to send you to the school that, you know, he at first he was like, I'm getting out, I'm getting out. Then he had a fight with his girlfriend. Then he's like, okay, I'm going to reconsider uh, re-enlisting. I'm like, all right, cool, and I'm going to get you this class. And we got everything set up for him. But he took too long to do his re-enlistment package. So by the time he submitted it, there was no boat space. So, so the Marine Corps was like, hey, thank you for playing. Then he's like, well, you know. He was kind of upset about it. He's out, and I, I shit you not, dude. Like, a week after he got out, he, like, sends me a text, like, hey, man, I miss you guys. I'm like, we miss you too, man. So I still <laughs> keep in contact with him. Yeah. Uh, but, again, it's he's like, it, it is different now being out. But, you know, I have my freedom, but it's still very different. I'm like, yeah, it's very different. So, and then I have dudes that I have this one corporal. He's about to EAS next month. I'm like, Hey, dude, what are your plans? He's like, uh, well, I'm going back to my my home, my hometown. Where's hometown? Wisconsin. All right, cool. Uh, what are you going to do over there? Going to probably work at my dad's factory. All right, if that doesn't work out, what's their other plan? Work in another factory. All right, well, if that doesn't work out, uh, yeah, uh, work in another factory. <laughs> Where are you going to live oh, at, dude? Man. My sister's house. Does your sister mm. know? I haven't told her yet. I'm <laughs> like, okay, dude. <laughs> you don't have a solid plan. So yeah, the plan and, is a big a big thing. Yeah, it I'm is like, important. Your 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 plan should have been put in a realistic package because you don't have a solid plan right now. And, and we find ourselves with so many guys that are about to transition out. They don't have a plan. And I've found that a lot. Very different from before I went to drill fin. Now this one is like a lot of the guys are not planning ahead and don't really have a plan. I we just kicked out like the other day a sergeant that was he EAS in August and we didn't know that he was living still in the barracks till like October when he tried oh to come gosh. through the gate. He tried no. to come through the gate. His his cac is expired, right? And then a whole fiasco, and they're like, hey, yeah, this Marine was still living in the barracks after two months after he, yes, I'm like, and everyone's like, how did this happen? Like, yeah, he went on terminal leave, and uh, he never checked out his barracks room, so he was just chilling for the last two months in his barracks room. That's crazy. It's like, all right, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, was this your plan after EASing? Like, what was the plan, man? Like, we, we don't know, you know. I didn't send him a text message, so I think he's alive. So he did yeah. say Happy New Year, so he I think he's alive. So um, 
but yeah, it's those things like, hey, do you do your due diligence to have a proper plan? And a lot of the guys don't have a, a, a good set plan of what they want to do. Right. They're like, oh, I want to get out. I'm going to smoke weed and, and you know, just, just whatever. It's like, that's cool and dandy, but that's only going to last you for a month. After that, you need to do stuff, man. So, yeah, man, you got to uh, go find a career. You know, it's important. You know, yes. you can't just get out and rot away because, Otherwise, it will just slip into depression and and uh, all these other elements that start popping up that you didn't even realize were there, you know. Until you're 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 removed from it for a while, and then you're you're out of your environment for a while, and you're isolated, and now you have nothing but time to think. It it, it could be bad for your uh, mental health, that's for sure. And then you know you 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 find yourself right. Uh... You find like the, the 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 bad side, right? You know, like, hey, what do you do? You'll have this, and then everyone goes then straight into social media, your bashes the brain core, or creating OnlyFans. This is like the biggest one. Like, <laughs> all right, well, I'll get any other, uh, other options. All right, gonna freshen up my feet, but self you know, feet picks, right? Um, and you see that a lot too. You see that a lot, like, like. So what are you doing now? Well, you know, I started my my OnlyFans, trying to get that easy money. I'm like, was this your? This, <laughs> I I remember. Uh, I don't remember who it was. I think it was Meeks. Meeks speaks that he was like, hey, was that your plan when you sat down to do your your final interview? Like, what are you doing after the Marine Corps? I'm gonna start an OnlyFans. You know, <laughs> it's like, no, I'm pretty sure you didn't tell that to start major. Like, hey, I'm gonna start my OnlyFans. Like, no, man, it's like, it's. It's, it becomes sad, you know, like when Marines don't, like you spent so many years, so many years in an institution that was very structured, everything else. You would think that, hey, I was set aside and I was focused on what I want to do afterwards. But what a lot of the Marines do, you know, and you mentioned it at the beginning, you know, like I want to get out, I want to get out, I want to get out. All right, cool. So your end goal is to get out. So how are you going to sustain what happens afterwards, right? They never think about it. Yeah, um, you don't have all those responsibilities, so to speak, while you're in the Marine Corps, unless you lived off base. But if you're living in the barracks and you got you got a chow hall that you go to every day and and you don't got an electric bill, you don't got a, a water bill, you don't got a gas, trash, all those bills, uh, they, they come when you get out, bro. Like, it's like... Yeah. Boom, it smacks, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I got to go get a big-time job. <laughs> and and what really drives me nuts is the misconception, sorry, of Marines just being one-dimensional, right? Okay, right. I'm going to be a Marine, and that's all I'm going to be, right? Uh, you can do other stuff, right? Yeah. You got, you got Marines here. Like, there's one content creator that's on here. Uh, he's about to get out, and he does all his, his stuff. You know, he, he gets his, he talks about it like, hey, I get this much money from here and I get this much money from TikTok, right? You have other Marines that are like, hey, I'm doing this and, you know, uh, I'm doing the Domino's thing on the side. And you have Marines that are starting a small little business. There's a Lance Corporal, I don't, I don't remember what base he is, but he has a, a whole ass freaking gee dunk, right? He goes to Sam's, buys all the stuff and sells all the stuff, you know, hopefully NCCS doesn't catch him, but, you know. He makes a prophecy. It's a hustle, right? And, yeah. and there's so 
so much that Marines can do of outside of where it's a Marine Corps, but all they are interested like, hey, I just want to play Call of Duty. Uh, I want to get drunk on the weekend, and you know, nothing that no value. Yeah, like you're not adding value to your future. You're not adding value to when you transition out or when you you're not investing in yourself. It's lost time, man. That you can never gain back to it. You know, and a lot of kids, younger folks, don't realize how valuable that time is. Like, imagine how many hours you spend on some video game that gave you nothing back, absolutely nothing back, and you could have put it into, a, you know, um, developing goals or developing some kind of a business or something. You could have just put some time and effort into that. You know. I think that's problem a little bit of problematic with the world today is that we are willing to go invest into other people, but we're not willing to invest into ourselves. You know what I mean? And that's, that's a, that's a big thing. You know, when and you start to kind of learn about investing in yourself, you know, it, it, you'll see how much more value you can add and, and, and give other value, give value to others as well. And nothing bad about playing video games, man. No, yeah. no, it's good for your mental health, but it's, yeah. You know, but there's but a there's can, a there's a eight hours a day problem. You know, every yep. day, or a couple of hours here and there to to get away. Because I mean, don't get me wrong, bro. I still play every night. Um, yeah, you uh, know, I put in a couple hours a night. So, <laughs> but for my big gamers, right? How can you monetize it, right? Oh, I get yeah. on Twitch. Uh, on Twitch, you know, I start my channel and smart small. Yeah. Well, start start it from from right now, dude. If you you are one of the mega like shit talkers, right? And yeah. just start filming yourself while you're shit talking while you're playing video games and stuff, right? Because Marine 1169 is a retired gunnery sergeant. He is uh, uh, Facebook gaming now. He's yep. you know streams and everything, you know. So yeah, I've seen his, uh, it, I've seen his lives. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you you got that. You know, if you like to do uh, like for example, for for myself, right? Like I like to talk about you know drill instructor marine corps stuff on my on my tiktok right? right is it what now people are like oh is that your personality no it's not my personality it's just how the algorithm has branded my platform and if i do anything outside of it it's you know it's not marketable as what they want because the brand that tiktok decided is going to be drill instructor right All however right. with that being said i've had other people that come up and reached out like hey i like some of your editing or, hey, can you help me out understand a little bit better the, the algorithm? And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, that's easy. Like, do this, do that. You know, you can do X, Y, and Z. And then sometimes those become business opportunities. Like, hey, can you do this video for me? I'm like, all right, cool. Not that I'm charging anyone right now, but yeah. it is a practice. It is a practice. It builds a portfolio, right? Yep. Again, talk about investing on yourself. Hey, that's those are those are free turns, man. It's, Return to, to do your editing. If you mess up, it's not like they're going to sue you for messing it up, right? The editing, like, oh, you misspelled yeah. my name. Like, they're not going to be mad about it, right? Um, and it gives you an opportunity to also network and get your name out there, right? And people just miss that element. That's the biggest element. Like, you're missing the opportunity to invest, right? So by the time you, you start doing the transition, oh, I want the money right now, but you never did the investment back then. So you're not going to get shit right now. And that's what it comes down to. Right? 
And I, I saw this, this quote, like there's two disciplines that you take a, or two paints that you get to, to get to choose to live with, right? You get to pick the, the pain of discipline or you get to the pain of regret. Right. So if you decide that you don't want to invest in absolutely nothing, wait till you transition out and now you find yourself like suffering. I wish I would have. Yep. Yeah. I wish I would have like, hey, invest now, man. Go to yep. your school. Go do this. Invest your time wisely. Do you really need to, you know, do you really sleep eight to ten hours a night? Do you really? Or do you like, oh, well, I'm going to go sleep like around one in the morning because I'm going to play Call of Duty. I'm not, not saying anything bad about Call of Duty, but do you really need to spend four hours playing Call of Duty? Yeah. Like how much money is Call of Duty going to give back to you? Unless you're playing professional in a tournament, then by all means, do hey, full on. Yeah, right. But, but if you're not, then why are you investing so much time on that, you know? Um, 100%. And, and that's what it goes down to, man. That's what yep. it comes down to. Yep. All right, brother. Well, freaking, you know, I I enjoy always having you on, bro. I mean, you know what? It is always great. And I think that you're probably one of those people that will always come on. Like we'll just <laughs> always be keeping in hey, touch because, you know, you're always you. ever developing. You know, you're always got something going on. So, you know. We're definitely going to keep you on, but is there any last words that you would like to say to anybody before we uh, wrap it up? Yes. Um, again, like we've been talking a lot about transition, you know, I guess this is the thing, right? Um, don't wait for tomorrow to do something that you can do today, right? Mm -hmm. Take the opportunity to invest in yourself. No one gives a fuck about your career except yourself. No one gives a fuck about your future more than yourself. So right. don't wait for someone else to hold your hand to walk you to the path, right? Start taking the initiative to look into stuff that you need to start doing for yourself. Uh, either being school, learning a skill set, or just networking. Networking goes so, so far. All right? And by all means, do not discard your military experience because I'm telling you right now, what I'm doing right now, I'm just trying to like analyze like social media right now is just using OODA loop, right? I'm, I'm just observing, I'm orientating, I decide, and then I act. Hey, do I decide to make this post on something? What if I make this, this type of post, what kind of audience or attraction I'm going to get, right? I might decide I'm not going to post this or I might decide to post this, right? But the same thing works with everything, right? What's the necessity? What's in the market? Hey, I noticed that, you know, we live in Florida and it rains like almost every day. That means there's like green mildew growing out on the outside of the houses. Maybe I should have a power wash company. And I started investing on that. And Hey, I started a, a a half a million dollar freaking business out of something that I saw a necessity of people that don't want to do this and are willing to pay for to do that. Hey, there's a lot of people that know how to change the oil of their car, but there's also a lot of people that are not willing to do it. Yeah. 100. So find what's your niche and don't wait till transition out 
or that the brain court tells it's your time to go and then trying to figure it out. Figure it out now that you have the opportunity and you have that safety net and make all the mistakes you can right now. 100%. Well, great words, brother. And uh, like I said, man, uh, one of my favorite guests and, uh, you know, we got, we, we keep in touch through text message and <laughs> yeah. I'm always on your live. So, uh, you know, we're always keeping touch brother, but once again, I appreciate you coming on, taking the time, talk to us and, uh, you know, inform us on how the Marine Corps is and, and where you're at. Oh yeah, brother. I love always being here. It's always, it's always a conversation. It's like two the boys over here just hanging. So I love it. Oh yeah, bro. We damn near did an hour of content before we even started. <laughs> no, like, uh, oh, no. But, all, all right, right, brother. All right. Have a good I'll day, man. All right, right, friends and fam. Well, that wraps up another great episode. Uh, Like I said, I love having uh, Gunnery Sergeant Cruz on, also known as Jonas the Mad Hatter. If you guys uh, have TikTok, go check him out over there on TikTok. That's Jonas the Mad Hatter. Um, And uh, you won't regret it, I promise. But uh, I hope you guys are all having an amazing week, amazing day. Don't let it kick yours your ass. Make sure you're out there kicking it. Until next time. Urgh.